Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, Logan Paul is an injured man following his fight with Dylan Dennis. And by injured, I mean internally. Because the man, he took a shot to the heart and is now expressing regret. All that and so much more. Outkick the morning starts right now. Hello, everybody. Welcome on in to Outkick the Morning. We have some lovely drilling going on in studio. Uh, there's some construction going on in the building, so please excuse all of the loud noises if they happen to be projected onto your computer and or phone screen. But with that, everybody, welcome on into Outkick the Morning. I'm so happy to be here with you, first and foremost, because I love all of you, but secondly, because it's Friday. This week uh, has felt very long, and I'm just happy we have made it to the end, and we have a lot to get into. So um, you obviously probably know who I am, but if you don't, my name is Charlie Arnold. And we are going to begin today with a little bit of a psychology case study, okay? Uh, while Jake Paul, he fought this past weekend against Dylan Dennis, I'm sure many of you were tuned in, uh, also paid attention to the buildup of that fight. Uh, the, the actual fight itself wasn't much of anything. Paul didn't take many blows in the ring against Dylan Dennis, but... His ego certainly took one, and now the brazen superstar is admitting some serious regret for taking this fight. Because I already told you, I had the insight earlier this week uh, that this fight was not ultimately about getting his hand raised. It was about pride, and Dylan completely stripped Paul of that by trashing his fiance Nina, also exposing Nina's promiscuous past in the weeks leading up to the fight. So on this week's episode of Paul's podcast, he said, quote... Very loud in here. Uh, and, and then those are the emotions that, that Paul is feeling inside. Lots of loud, drilling noises probably entering his brain uh, every single minute of his life. Uh, here's what he said. He said, quote, I lied in the buildup when I said I didn't regret choosing him as a partner. To which the other guy in the podcast says, why do you regret it? And Paul responded by saying, quote, I'm eternally sorry for Nina. I'll spend the rest of my life apologizing if I have to for putting her through that kind of torment. It's inhumane what he did. She'll hold him accountable, but this is my life. I dragged her into this social media fight BS. She did not sign up for this. She didn't know, neither did I. And I don't think anyone knew the extent to which he would take things. No fight organization or promotion has ever seen this type of buildup. Okay, let's unpack the male psyche, shall we? Uh, because Logan, I think what he's really saying, I'm going to interpret this in my girl mind, uh, that no one knew the extent he would take things as in how much he would actually reveal to you and the rest of the world about Nina Ogdahl's past behavior, right? That, that's what you actually were trying to say. And I actually feel bad. This is a very touchy subject. And I, I truly do feel bad for Logan Paul because you can just tell by the way he's talking, his body language, and the way he even addressed Nina Ogdahl saying he wanted a baby with her immediately following the fight, that he's he's really stressed out right now. Uh, I'm sure Paul hasn't even been able to truly relish in his victory or the paycheck that came along with it because I have a feeling he has been going to bed every single night, having nightmares 
about the woman sleeping right next to him, even if her outed behavior is completely in the past, which I would venture to say it probably is. They're engaged. I would hope that she's respecting Logan Paul and he's respecting her. Uh, I don't really know what goes on behind closed doors, but listen, it probably is in the past, but here is something else that I know as a woman. A man's ego is very delicate in a blow like this, very devastating. Uh, I don't know, maybe irrecoverable. And I think, and I said this before, I think this could be a lethal blow to the longevity of this relationship. I have a feeling, not so deep down, Paul also realizes this and realizes that this really, at this point, just could be the beginning of the end for he and Nina's relationship. And at the end of the day, he's probably not even going to have to worry about apologizing to her for the rest of his life because he's not going to be with her for the rest of his life. I also have a feeling there's going to be some very expensive future in the not-so-distant future for Logan Paul. Uh, okay, uh, so men, protect yourselves. That's all I have to say to you on this Friday. Uh, and now, we turn to a little bit more of an upbeat subject. Let's talk a little football, shall we? Uh, we are already in week seven, which is absolutely crazy to me. The season is totally flying by. Makes me a little sad because life after football, not a life you or I want to live. Uh, but last night, uh, we were all focused on the Jag Saints game, and the big question on everyone's mind was whether or not Trevor Lawrence was even going to play. Uh, not only did he play, he actually ended up with a career high in rushing, also got his very first win in the New Orleans Superdome. So huge night for Trevor Lawrence, which is really exciting for him. Uh, always a fun guy to watch. Uh, and on that note, I want to bring in one of my colleagues, I get to call him a colleague now because I work with Donovan McNabb here at OutKick. So I talked a little football with him. I talked a little life with him. We caught up earlier this week and here's what he had to say. And here he is, the man of the hour. Six-time Pro Bowl quarterback, also one of the newest members of the OutKick team, Mr. Donovan McNabb. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, okay, so I have a whole array of questions right in okay. front of me that I want to ask you, but because you've already brought it up before we hopped on the interview, uh, talking about Syracuse, and I'm just going to call you out. You didn't want to be dated, uh, but here we are. Uh, I applied to Syracuse at one point, but just to make you feel better, I was waitlisted. I was waitlisted <laughs> to get into the School of Communication, so that was off my list, unfortunately. Okay, so where did you end up? Now, this is where it also gets interesting. I ended up at American University in Washington, oh, D.C., okay. and was there during your stint with the Redskins. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, th that just, again, it dates me a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but, uh, okay, okay. So I'm not yeah, that so I'm, so I'm familiar with your name. This isn't this isn't like a, a new connection we're forming here. This, is, this goes way back, Donovan. You don't even realize. Okay, I like that. I like that. Sounds good. Um, okay, awesome. Well, first of all, um, this is our first time getting a chance to really chat since you've joined OutKick. So first right. and foremost, welcome on board. Uh, the five spot uh, featuring yourself and also Armando Seguero is going amazing so far. Episodes dropping twice a week on Tuesday and Friday. Right. Talk to me about how you're feeling, how you're finding your groove transitioning into this stage of broadcasting in your career. Well, I mean, I've, I've had my own show. Um when I was with NBC and then had uh, my own show again when I was at ESPN. But uh, it's it's one that I enjoy. I enjoy it because I get a chance to talk all sports. Uh, can break down, obviously, the games that have happened over the weekend or possibly on a Monday night game. 
Uh, also, you know, we talked a little college football. I made, made mention to about the WNBA and the championship with the uh, New York Liberty and the Las Vegas Aces. So always try to throw a little little something in there for mm-hmm. uh, each and every level, and as well as uh, you know what's going on in the world today. I mean, we won't dig too much in the in the, anything else, but uh, we'll give be more informative for all the all the insight that we provide. Yeah, you know, and the awesome thing about podcasting is you you can let loose a little bit more, right? It, it's very right. different than traditional television. True. Well, I mean, I'm not going to be like Pat McAfee and be up here with like a, <laughs> a t-shirt on or oh come or, on, or maybe take my shirt off. Nah, I mean, I'm gonna keep it clean for the kids that are watching. Uh, that's the late night hour of the five spot after. Oh, hour. <laughs> oh there's a late night hour. Everybody, no, I'm just there's, joking. there's I'm a just... late night hour. <laughs> I'm just joking. Just joking. Um, Okay, well, let's get into what happened before you got into broadcasting. That's, of course, you were a quarterback in the NFL, uh, 13 seasons, 234 touchdowns during your career. You spent, obviously, most of your time playing with the Eagles. And as we have recently found out, Philly, known for having the most violent stadium among fans of any of the stadiums in the rest of the league. So, uh, listen, I've worked in enough environments uh in different capacities wwe espn outkick you know you name it i i've 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 run the gamut of a few places i've been and i've noticed philly fans are unlike any other fans i mean they are just in their own category what is it about philly that makes people so rowdy and the fan base i would i would call one of the most loyal out there well i think they take on the mentality of uh with the broad street bullies um they love that term uh, they also look at as if, as if they're unappreciated and and uh, overlooked. Uh, and I think when it comes to their sports, they are the number one fans, and they want to prove that. And mm-hmm. you come into the stadium with uh, an opposing team's jersey on, they want to make make it hard for you that whole night. If it's yelling at you while the game's going on or the Eagles are winning, they want to make sure you know the score uh, sometimes it's led to beer being poured on families, which I don't agree with. Uh, and then that will lead to, obviously, the brawls and fights that go on. Uh, I've heard of uh, moms fighting. I've heard of family members getting busy. Uh, so it goes to that, to people running on the field and pouring ashes out on the football field uh, because that's what his mom wanted. She wanted to, her ashes oh my- to be spread. Uh, Lincoln Financial. I mean, field. that's a fan yeah. for you, right? She wants where she wanted to her lash her ashes to remain is on the field with the Eagles. A- absolutely, but not during the game and not <laughs> in the fifty yard line. Go go to a little corner in the end zone and maybe do that. Uh, but again, uh, it's their passion, it's their determination, and their energy that we kind of feed off of uh, while we're playing. So obviously you have no choice but to pay attention to what's going on in the NFL as the season drags on right uh, what is capturing your attention the most right now what storyline are you most intrigued in uh well you know what before obviously last weekend you know the undefeated teams uh the two top teams in the nfc with the san francisco 49ers and the philadelphia eagles the way they have been playing uh i thought philadelphia was kind of forming a new identity uh before the jets game by running the football and deandre swift elevating his game uh from from his injury-prone kind of career in Detroit and then to come back home in Pennsylvania to play with the Eagles and, and play at a high level. That was a big storyline with Nick Sariani and that that football team. And then, obviously, Kyle Shanahan and Sam Fred 
uh, with, with Brock Purdy now coming back off of injury uh, and the way that they have kind of kept things going. Uh, and then both of them it's end up losing. It's pretty remarkable, honestly. The past it few has. seasons, the way the 49ers have had to pivot so many times and somehow they just managed to keep making magic. Well, it's because Kyle Shanahan can be able to have, I wouldn't say so much of a a robot at quarterback because he he kind of, he can get them to play the way he wants them to in that framework. Uh, but they all fit right into a system. And and so defensively is, I mean, they're, they're already strong defensively with Bosa and those guys and Warner uh, being able to be effective to get the ball back to the offense. But again, it, it's both teams in the NFC, top teams in the NFC, both mm-hmm. losing on at the same time. And then in the AFC, it's really kind of the parity. There's no AFC team that kind of stands amongst themselves. Everyone is kind of in that little boatload, uh, that little bundle, uh, trying to to kind of bring themselves out. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about a quarterback in the AFC actually, because Zach Wilson. I don't know. I don't know Donovan. I was I was really worried for the Jets uh, <laughs> when I saw Aaron Rodgers go down and I saw Zach Wilson come in, and you know they did manage to pull off that that first win miraculously. Um, after the injury, but I was worried. I was like, oh, Zach Wilson, you know, I just didn't feel like he had the the physical um, skills, nor did I think he had the the, the mentality uh, to lead this team to a good place this season. And I don't know, I might be proven wrong. What what do you see happening with the Jets? Are, are you pleasantly surprised with what they've been able to do? And do you think Zach Wilson has the capability to carry them far and even into the postseason? I think Zach Wilson has nine lives. Um, Just think of that draft class. That draft class, nobody is standing out. Trey Mm -hmm. Lance has been traded. Justin Fields has been up and down, which they're trying to He just got injured again. Yeah. Mac Jones is struggling. Um, Just that draft class alone at the quarterback position has been one in which, you know, a lot of people are going to be talking about, I think, in the next five years of where are they now? Um, And I think for Zach... The best thing that happened for him, which I've never truly seen this happen before, being a first-round draft pick and a high pick, for them to bring a veteran in and to say, we're going to allow him to learn and sit back and and just kind of be a backup. So if Aaron was healthy and Aaron decided to play another three years, you're going to have your top 15 quarterback that you drafted just sit behind Aaron. I mean, that is the best job in America, if you ask me. Yeah, it sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it's like you're just collecting checks. You do scout team. Hey, I'm in, in the meetings. Yeah, I'm learning. Yeah, everything's good. And you're probably hoping that Aaron doesn't get hurt. Well, Aaron does get hurt the fourth or fifth play of the game. And so Zach, to me, when he went in, I thought the pressure was so heavy on his shoulders that everyone else kind of looked at Zach and was like, and they were hoping that things would work out. But what I've seen over the last three weeks is I've seen Hackett decide to dumb down the offense, mm-hmm. simplify it a little bit more, allow him to just get the ball out of his hands with quick reads, uh, and then deciding to run the football a little bit more. And so now he gains more confidence where he can push the ball down the field. Uh, well, one thing I really enjoy uh, that I enjoyed hearing about was Daniel Jones doesn't have social media, at least during the season. He doesn't listen to all the outside noise because <laughs> he knows what could be coming. The only person he will listen to if something really is brewing and he needs to hear it is his mother. Uh, And that brings me to my next subject, because you're obviously a parent. Uh, You have a daughter, Lexi. She's playing in her second season at Syracuse on the women's basketball team, following in her daddy's footsteps. Right. 
she saw some action as a freshman, played about 10 games, and she made an amazing half-court shot in practice the other day. So clearly a quarterback's daughter, Donovan. Yeah. Uh, what advice have you given your daughter? Well, I mean, the first thing, you know, first thing for me is, you know, go and get your your degree. Um, you know, basketball is is an opportunity to get you through the door. Basketball is an opportunity to get you your school paid for, which I enjoy that part of it. Um, basketball is an opportunity for you to fulfill a dream. But at the end of the day, you need to get your degree in your education. And, and so she's going to going to school for for business. Um, wants to own her own business and, and run it the way she wants. And, and so I'm a big supporter in that. Uh, also, she's having fun. And that was the main thing for me is your four to five years you spend in college will be probably the most fun that you've had in your life. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. Agreed. But enjoy yourself. If we all could go back to college, and I always said, if I could go back to sophomore, junior year, it's just be on the quad, just kind of hanging on the quad, chilling, mm -hmm. you know, not going to class. Oh, it would it would be one to write a movie about. Mm -hmm. uh, I know. mean, the, what we know now to compare to what we didn't know then. Oh, the best. You're, you're making me shake my head because I was such a lunatic in college that I only missed one class in four years. And it was my second semester of my senior year because I was so crazy about I have to be in class. And now I'm like, you know what? Half my classes didn't matter. I could have been on the quad getting some sun, maybe having a drink. Who knows? Anyways, point is, I totally agree with you. Enjoy yourself. Life is is not to be taken so seriously True. while in school. Yes. Okay, so one more thing I want to ask you, Donovan, because it's something I really admire about you. You ended up marrying your college sweetheart, yes. uh, which is something you don't see a ton of these days, right. especially among athletes. How do you feel like that benefited you? I mean, you had the traditional love story. It wasn't a woman coming after you after you'd made it. It was a woman who had been by your side from the beginning and is now still by your side. How, how meaningful is that for you? Uh, it's meaningful because, you know, we kind of grew up together. Um, I wasn't the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. I wasn't a guy in the commercials. And all of a sudden, you know, she came around and it's like, oh, well, you know, she wasn't a movie star. She wasn't you know, somebody that's on social media that everyone's liking yeah. her, her videos. <laughs> uh, it was one we grew up together and, and she understood me. I understood her. She was played at bath, played basketball at Syracuse university. So um, she set the tone from the basketball standpoint. I played basketball and football. So we supported each other um, and we just grew it. And, and we decided to obviously, you know, raise a family. Uh, we have four beautiful kids of our own that are all active in sports and one, and inspired to do great things. So we're we're just making sure that we're trying to create that path for them to give that um, that opportunity. Half of them listen to you at times, half of them don't. And then mm -hmm. they revert back to wanting to ask questions and get answers when that's, things start to That's how it goes. You, you know, so uh, we're just playing that role. And, and it's a fun process. I enjoy every bit mm -hmm. of it. And I have a backbone that I can lean on. Uh, if, if ever I needed that support, she's always been there for me. Well, Donovan, I'm so happy to have had the opportunity to really chat with you like we haven't had the chance to before. Uh, yeah. Grateful to understand who you were as a quarterback and now grateful to understand who you are as a broadcaster, a husband, and also a father. So thank you so much. And everybody, make sure to catch Donovan McMab along with Armando Saguero. Uh, They have the five spot with episodes dropping every Tuesday and Friday during the season on OutKick. 
So Donovan, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I look forward to uh, watching your show a little bit more as well. As hopefully uh, we'll continue to grow uh, in this department. Perfect. Sounds amazing. Have a good one. All right. You too. <laughs> Outkick the morning. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, okay, so I am very inspired this week, everybody. I'm truly inspired by an actress. Her name is Gwyneth Paltrow. You may have heard of her. Anyways, I have a newfound respect for the woman because of something she said this week to Bustle Magazine. She says once she sells her company, Goop, which I'm sure a lot of you men out there have no idea what that is. Women, you definitely know what it is. I certainly know what it is because I use Goop products. It's a wellness company. They make, like, makeup skincare products, all the lifestyle stuff, vitamins. Anyways, Gwyneth Paltrow says once she sells this brand, which is worth so much money right now, and she also obviously has a ton of money from her acting days, that she is, quote, going to literally disappear from public life and no one will ever see me again. And honestly, I think that sounds great. Uh, I would say to Gwyneth Paltrow, all the power to you, sis, because I can't even imagine what life would be like as a mega celebrity. Like, I try to think about it in my brain, and I just cannot process it. Like, you can't even go do the simple things. Run to the grocery store without mobs of people getting in your way, wanting pictures, wanting autographs. Uh, imagine, you know, what most of us look like when we go to the grocery store, all right? We're in sweatpants. Uh, I know my hair is up in like some disgusting bun. I have no makeup on. Uh, not exactly how I would want millions of people to see me, uh, but that's exactly what happens when you're a celebrity, obviously. You have the paparazzi swarming you. You have your picture taken within minutes. It's on the internet. I just, it's not something I feel like would be very enjoyable or entertaining. So uh, I can totally understand where Gwyneth Paltrow is coming from. Uh, also, I feel like she is just completely critiqued for everything that she does. Uh, does anyone remember when earlier this year there was an interview? They came into Gwyneth Paltrow's home and they asked her about her lifestyle, her fitness and diet regimen, and she was very honest. She told them, listen, I sauna frequently. I do constant yoga classes. I drink bone broth. I eat veggies. Um, she kind of portrayed herself sounding like, you know, she ate like a bird. Uh, she's a very skinny woman. And she looks great. She looks fantastic. Anyway, she was completely disparaged, critiqued. Everyone was just all up in her business trying to, like, really dictate what she should or should not do. Which is crazy to me because, on the other hand, you have morbidly obese people who are glorifying the fact that they are completely disgusting and have absolutely no self-control when it comes to eating, and their lifestyles are glorified. Uh, so none of that makes sense to me. Also, there was the story, maybe I'm getting into too many details here, but she apparently regurgitated her food. She would chew it up and then feed it to her baby, uh, which I don't see anything wrong with. If you want to choose that as your method for 
pureeing food rather than giving them processed garbage, all the power to you. Uh, point here is, is I think a lot of celebrities, they try to stay in the spotlight for as long as they possibly can, whereas Gwyneth is realizing uh, all of the, I guess, probably downsides that come with being a celebrity. I totally respect it. I've got to be honest here, guys. I play the lottery quite frequently. Uh, just the other day, I bought a lottery ticket heading into Tuesday. So I bought it Monday night. It was the Powerball. Worth a cool $39 million at that point. I'd rather win the 1.7 bill, but 39 million, I'll take it. Anyways, I woke up middle of the night, couldn't sleep, so I checked my phone. I had an email. It said, congratulations, you have a winning ticket. And I was like, that's it. I'm about to be a mega millionaire, and no one's ever going to see me again. And I thought to myself, am I going to come in to do the show? And I said, you know what? Yes, I will come in to do the show because it's already been produced. You know, I wouldn't want to... I wouldn't want to make anyone feel like they did all that work for nothing. So I just, I said to myself, I'm going to come in for the show, but no one's going to see me again after that. Like, that's just it. Like, I will disappear like Gwyneth Paltrow said she would. Anyways, I opened up the email. I won seven bucks. So not quite enough for me to disappear and uh, no one ever see me again. But it was a thought that ran through my head. And the fact that Gwyneth Paltrow then said this completely resonated with me. I respect it. Uh, I think, like I said, a lot of celebrities, they try to hang on for too long. And for Gwyneth who lives a great life and now probably just wants a little more privacy and to do exactly what she wants to do without you or anyone else saying anything about it, I think sounds completely divine. So guys, if you just, I'm just telling you, if for whatever reason one day you wake up and I'm not on the show, just know I'm a millionaire on a private island somewhere living life. Uh, but until that happens, I am going to see you here bright and early on Monday. Get excited, everybody. Uh, so because I'll still be here, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, make sure to sign up for the alerts because that is the only way you're gonna know in advance when this amazing, beautiful face is going to be gracing your screens. Uh, also, hit the like, leave a comment, find me on social media, at Charlie on TV. And guys, with all of that being said, that is all we've got. We kept it short, we kept it sweet today, and we're, we're ready for the weekend. So let's do it. Guys, have a good one, happy Friday. See you on Monday. Looking for the hottest sportsbook offers? At Outkick, find exclusive promotions, expert picks, and the latest odds. Get in the game at outkick.com slash bet.